Hi, welcome to After the Cast. This is Michael Kithcard, and I'm here with my good friend Stephanie Hansen, and we're here to talk about the Champions of Risk podcast that we just did with Rebecca Langawa. Okay, she was so interesting. Who, I guess I'm kind of old, but esports. I know. That's a whole industry that's opening up. How exciting would that be to be on the forefront of that? Well, it's so complicated too, you know, because there's teams and there's brands and there's infrastructure and there's all these different elements to it. And she works with VC companies that invest in these teams and companies that are sprouting up. You could tell she was really smart too, just from like a sponsorship perspective about how she was talking about the activations and that just to put your logo on something is not enough in the in the sponsorship world anymore right like you have to figure out how to engage with that customer and if that customer's engagement is gonna meaningfully create some sort of result that you want whether it's to buy a product or to follow your product yeah that that's very true and that brands shouldn't just jump into esports because it's esports and it's the next you know hot sexy thing yeah and I was thinking like okay my daughter's 21 and we bought her a new computer for Christmas and I was going to buy her like this Mac and like I had it all kind of specked out in my mind. And then of course I did what Michael, you've been telling me to do with her for years, which is like, why don't you ask her what she would like? (laughs) And when I did, she was like, oh, that's great. But I really want a computer that I can game on. So like, these are the components that I want. And then I'll put it together on my end. I was like, huh, what? You mean like, I don't just hand you this box of this thing. Like you're going to, she's like, yeah, mom, just like, I want this keyboard and I want this memory card and this. I was like, oh, okay. This is so different. It's just like colleges now have teams. You can get a scholarship to be on the e-sport team. That's incredible. It is. And it's changing so fast. So it's really exciting to see someone like Rebecca, who does have a long history in sports, having worked for in the NBA with players and the, uh, the, the Timberwolves and the, and the women's at WNBA with the Lynx. So she's got this great solid sports background. And then to transition into this new industry is really exciting that is still male dominated. So I just want her to keep plugging through and powering up. (laughs) One thing that I think is super cool, and maybe this is ignorant of me not knowing more about esports, but when you look at like the Lynx or the Timberwolves or the Wild, you know, you have a coach, you have an organization and it's a team sport. Esports isn't it individual? Like it's still no, they have teams. Okay, they so do. but you can still be like the best player individually, right? Sure. Right. Yeah. Just like in a sports, right? You know, Patrick yeah. Mahomes okay. can will get his individual endorsements, but he's part of the Kansas City. The team. Chiefs. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I guess I get that. Um, can I ask you another question about her? Yeah. And it's weird to probably talk about these people when they're not here, but themes kind of start to emerge, right? Mm -hmm. One of the things that she mentioned kind of in passing was that she's divorced and a mom. In your coaching field, do you run across a lot of people that it's harder to take those risks because they are rely, you know, your sole income, your sole breadwinner. Like I would think that that would be really a, a huge motivator, but also a time where it would prevent you from taking some of the risks that maybe you would, you would take if you weren't worried about like, okay, I need to pay the mortgage. I need to, she mentioned that she took a J-O-B, right? She got a full-time job Mm because she thought that's what she needed to do Yeah, and how it was just soul crushing. Right. Right. Yeah. So what I would say is there isn't a consistency either way 
one of the two things happens. And so I think when Rebecca's case, you know, she gets divorced, she takes kind of this traditional day job because out of necessity uh-huh. and just trying to, you know, do her best with kids and stuff. And so, yeah, you do. I think everybody does what they feel is necessary in the moment. And th- yet I think, would also use that mark of I of her getting divorced that propelled her to take even a bigger risk and launch on into her own company. So it's kind of like, well, how much worse can it get? Right? I wondered about that. Like you've already gone through this total hell, mm-hmm. whatever, even divorce, even the nicest divorces, it's hell, right? Yeah, You're totally disassembling a dream that you thought you had. Right. Um, another weird thing that comes up in my mind about this is like, you know, we think about men like, oh, men have all the opportunities. And but in some respects, and I think sometimes men, it's harder for them to take risks because they're supposed to be the breadwinner, right? It's so hardwired in them to literally take a woman and holler back to the cave by her hair, like, right? And just and looking at the oh, totally Stephanie. old paradigms, but they're there. So are we're seeing a lot of like women that are really flexing that risk muscle. I wonder if it's harder for men. Do you do you notice that at all in coaching or I think it's uh I think it's different. You know, I think what we're seeing the the shift that we're seeing depending on the age bracket mm-hmm. is, you know, everybody's a lot of people are really dual income and so I think that when you do have a partnership in whatever way that looks, that helps with that willingness to take a risk. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I, I don't want to say that it's a male female kind of thing. I mean, look, there are still way more men who are entrepreneurs than there are women, even though women are the fastest growing group of entrepreneurs. Um, and men are more likely to have higher revenue in their businesses than women. Which sucks, but it I know is. it's true. 88% of women owned businesses do not make $100,000. That's a lot. It's stunning. There's only 2% of women owned businesses that make over a million dollars. Yeah, it's stunning. It, it, it is. So I think it's, um, you know... I'm not trying to avoid the question, but I just, I think it's a different, a more nuanced observation and more to it than just, yeah. Yeah. Than it just being a man thing. Um, when we talked about her getting involved in esports, like she was so intentional about so many of the things that she did. I know. I love it. I love that she had the, the courage that she would go, this is soul crushing to me that, and that, that in itself wasn't good for the kids. And that it was better to create something herself and have the flexibility and that she had a vision, even though she didn't know exactly what it was, she knew she had enough of a vision to take that leap. And I think that's incredibly encouraging. And I hope anyone who's considering doing the same thing will hear her story and jump. That story about her dad really touched me and watching his life and you know, when you're a parent, you want the best for your kids and you're just trying to do the best you can. And that she loved his story and also used his story to motivate her to create a different path for herself. Yeah. She, I thought she was really powerful. She became weekend dad seven days a week. 
It's amazing how, and, and like, that's a good thing to observe in yourself mm-hmm. and all for all of us. Like, am I, how different am I on the weekend or on vacation than I am on my day to day? And the way she described it was so succinct. And mm-hmm. also the way she described how she started to feel at her job and the getting up in the morning and the grind and, you know, dropping the kids off and then going back to this and doing that was just like, I could totally feel every moment of that happening. It was very powerful. Yes. We were talking afterward, you know, Rebecca's uh, a very, she's young. She's, she's smart. Um, she is wise beyond her years. That is an old soul in a very emerging category. And I think she is going to continue to do really amazing things. So Absolutely. So fun to watch. Her. Yeah. Okay. So thanks everybody for checking out the Champions of Risk podcast. If you are looking for episodes or you want to learn more about how you can increase your opportunities to take big risks in your life, check us out at michaelwkithcart.com. 